It's Friday. Welcome to the Draining Jimmy's podcast. I hope you had a good week. I hope you're going to have a good weekend as well. Lots to cover on the show as always. Eagles win, Giants lose. Antonio Brown finally gets a new football team. Game 3 is going on right now. Dodgers versus Tampa. And you know what? It's week 7, which means it's also Friday. And I get to announce my picks for the weekend. So that will be coming up in the show. As well, no KFC for the Toronto Raptors. As well, I'll be doing my 20 to 11 top 25 athletes of all time. Remember, tomorrow is episode 25. So, let's kick it off with last night's Thursday night football game. Eagles versus Giants. Well, the Giants had the lead going until the final 20, final 40 seconds of the game where the Eagles had a touchdown, went to Scott, and Scott with the 20-yard uh, touchdown, sorry, 18-yard touchdown for the win. Giants can move the ball with the last 40 seconds. They lose, and the Eagles, well, the NFC is a another losing record within the lead of the division. So, Eagles, they get another W, they get another W, the NFC East is still garbage, so it's really hard to say who's going to win this division. But overall, not two such good teams, not two great teams, sorry. I will repeat myself, two not-so-great teams playing last night. But we eventually needed to have a winner, and that was the Eagles with the comeback and win. So... It's going to be interesting this week, especially with the Cowboys playing this weekend. Cowboys in Washington, so we'll see who wins that. So it's, the NFC East is a mess. The NFC is just a mess. Well, Antonio Brown finally gets a new home, and that is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He reunites with former coach Bruce Arians and former quarterback Tom Brady. As you know, last year Brown was on the Patriots for just a bit. And then some off-the-field issues caught up with him, and he was let go and suspended. He can't play this week, which kind of sucks because he would have been playing against his former team that had him signed before he went to the Patriots, which is the Las Vegas Raiders. So that would have been a great matchup, but he is still serving his suspension, which I believe ends after Week 8. So we'll see him for Week 9 of the season. Game th- well, Before I get to the World Series... Uh, I don't know what to make of this. Tom Brady definitely probably pushed for this with Arians. We know Arians wasn't really happy with Brown. He didn't want him last year. He didn't want him on the team. But maybe Brady said, hey, I can control him. I can have. I can help him with everything that's going on. They had a good repertoire. And you know what? He might be able to help this offense. He might be. You do have Mike Evans. You do have... Uh, Gronk, you have now Antonio Brown. There definitely might be some issues at wide receiver with some injuries. So I am drawing a blank on some players' names, and I do not know why. It is just a brain fart. But I will talk about that later on in the show. But Brown should help out this uh, wide receiver core, this injured core, because, you know, O.J. Howard is injured. So let me take a look here at this team. So, yeah, O.J. Howard, Andrews, Franklin, 
Let's go through. Let's go through this roster. That way I can get through the names. That way I can stop having brain farts. That's what I can do. Ah, Chris Godwin. Yes, Chris Godwin may have had an injury, but you know what? You had Godwin. You had Gronk. You have Evans. No O.J. Howard. But it's going to be interesting. You have Brait as well. So this is definitely a fill-in piece, but it's someone that Tom Brady is familiar with. So your wide receiver core, your three wide receivers, which aren't bad, you have Evans, Godwin, and now you add Antonio Brown. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a couple weeks before we see this team together, but it will be interesting. Now let's kick it over to the World Series. Sorry for that delay. Game three is going on right now between the Dodgers and Tampa. Hopefully the Dodgers do take it. Remember, I do have them winning in six. I do. So let's see what they can do. Uh, I can give you an updated score. Last time I checked, it was 6-1 for the Dodgers. Still is 6-1 as, uh, as it's going into the top of the eighth. So let's see here. Uh, Ryan Sheriff is now pitching. Who's the starting pitcher for today for them? Uh, Bueller. Bueller went six innings, had three hits, one run. One earned run and then 10 Ks, not a bad, not bad for six innings. It's uh, pretty good. So hopefully they can keep it going. Mookie Betts two for four RBI. Muncie Turner. The Dodgers look like they're on pace to have another explosive game, and this is what it could be. For all we know, the series is going to be going back and forth. You know, Dodgers bats show up one day. Bats won't show up the next. Will Clayton Kershaw be able to close out? It's hard to say, but I'm still going with my prediction. Dodgers win in six, and Kershaw will be the winning pitcher for that. Um, but overall, this Dodgers team is good. Their bats are what makes this team. It's a well-rounded core. Dave Roberts is, let's see if he can manage and get over this hump. He's witnessed it before with difficult teams trying to get over that hump. He was part of the Red Sox at one point back in 04. And saw how difficult it was for this team to try and get there. But the Dodgers overall solid team. More experience, especially with Mookie Bats out in right field. Just the defensive prowess of him. Just phenomenal. Making great plays. But the Dodgers, I think, will be too much for Tampa. But I, th I still see Tampa getting one more win in the series where the Dodgers close it out in six. Now, as you know, every week... I announced my games uh, on Friday and Saturday. I announced my picks. So I'm going to announce my game picks for this weekend, for week seven. A lot of good ones, a lot of interesting ones. And tomorrow I cannot wait to discuss who my winners will be. So let's kick it off with game one, Cowboys versus Washington. Both teams coming off losses. Both teams look to rebound. Washington might be rebounding for a while. Uh, but Cowboys look to rebound after getting dominated on Monday night to the Cardinals. So hopefully, you know, whoever I pick tomorrow, let's see what they can do. Last week, Packers get dominated by the Bucks. Houston loses in overtime to Tennessee. You know, who, who wants it more? Who's going to need it more? Will the Packers, who got blown out last week, recover, bounce back? Will Houston recover after that heartbreak, or will that heartbreak still carry over to Sunday's game? 
Well, like I stated earlier, it would have been great if Brown could have played in this series in this game, but he's not. Bucks versus Vegas. Bucks came coming off a dominant win last week against the Packers. Brady looked good. The defense looked good, shutting down Tom Brady. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, game. Vegas had no game last week. They were on a bye. But you know what? They had a good victory against the Chiefs two weeks ago, and here we are. So, technically, both teams coming off a win. Let's see what the Bucks can do. Well, we'll see what Vegas can do. And it's John Gruden versus Tom Brady. We all know the history between those two. Going back to when you know who was coach of the Vegas, of, uh, at the time, the Oakland Raiders. Now the Las Vegas Raiders. So, it's going to be interesting. The Gruden Brady history. We'll be seeing that on Sunday. KC versus Denver. Denver beating the Patriots last week. KC with a W on against the Bills. So that's going to be interesting too. Let's see if Drew Locke can uh, manage and be the best that he can be against this team. He's going to have to go arm for arm, or sorry, pass for pass basically against the best quarterback currently in the league, which is Patrick Mahomes. So tune in for that. Now the Chiefs are favored by nine. Drew Locke is slowly making his way back after last week being injured. So let's see what happens. Let's see what Denver can do. But they always have good matchups. Denver has still a somewhat decent D, but I don't think they'll be able to go pound for pound with this KC team. But hey, I've made some predictions before, and they have been decent, somewhat decent. But you never know what may happen. You don't. So, I'm just looking up some information from last week. Yes, Denver beat the Patriots. Let's see what Drew Locke's stats were. Uh, he didn't have that good of a game last week, but let's hope he can turn around this week. 10 for 24, 189. Oof. And that was against a beat-up Patriots team. Still a strong defense, but a beat-up Patriots team. And then I'm taking the Sunday nighter. Seahawks versus Cardinals. The early favorite for the MVP versus uh, Kyler Murray. So Wilson versus Murray. It's going to be interesting. Let's see what they can do. Murray wasn't fantastic last week, but he was good enough to get the win against the Cowboys. And Russell Wilson, well, like I stated, early favorite for the MVP. So tune in for tomorrow for my picks. Now, no Colts game this week. Colts are on the bye. Let's see what happens. Early rumors are Sam Darnold to the Colts. Well, I don't know. I'm sleeping on that. But that will be for another day when we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. Because right now the Jets are being sellers and, well, they've traded away their two best players. So but that's a, another episode for another day. Uh, yesterday I reported that the Raptors could be playing in Kentucky. Well, News reports coming saying that that's not happening, and that was probably never going to happen. It was just on the drawing board. So the Raptors will probably be looking at playing somewhere else, probably playing somewhere a lot closer to the other opponents that they're facing. But update, Raptors are not playing in Kentucky. They may be playing somewhere else and hopefully somewhere closer to home. And like I stated yesterday, we talked about the rapid reports. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens uh, with that, uh, sorry, not rapid reports, the rapid testing that the government is going to be talking about. Okay, 
what's coming up next is my 20 to 11 for my top 25 athletes of all time. Stay tuned. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. So now we're going to kick off with 20 to 11 of my 25 greatest athletes of all time. Yesterday I kicked off with 25 to 21. So I'll remind everyone what that was. 25 was Christine Sinclair. 24 was Ted Williams. 23 was Mia Hamm. 22 was Alexander Ovechkin. And 21 was Lionel Messi. That was my list. I, I hope you enjoyed the start of it. It is a difficult list. Now, I'm going to kick off with 20 to 11. Like I stated yesterday, this is one of the hardest lists I've done. Um, I'm trying to mix it all up with the athletes and who I think it is. Remember, this is who I think are the greatest athletes, and I will put some defense behind each pick, but this is what I'm looking at, especially with, you know, when you're trying to compare old generation to new, some athletes are just doing more than what they were able to do in years past. I'm still going to be paying homage to those from back in the day, so some of them are on there. I did give a shout out to Ted Williams for what he did uh, way back when, but you know, new generational players are, are better. And then I still have to give some respect and move things around to where if I'm comparing them, like I know it's always a big deal about eras and uh, like how would they do in this time? How would the people today do it back then? That's always the difficult decision. So I'm going to kick it off with number 20, Haley Wickenhauser. And anyone who's Canadian, anyone who know, anyone who follows hockey, knows how dominant she is. Multi-gold uh, Olympic gold winner, multi-world cup winner. She also played in Europe in the Finnish league. Just an outstanding athlete, especially a face and a role model for women's hockey, especially for Hockey Canada. She's now working with the Leafs, but she has just been a phenomenal role model and just a phenomenal athlete, uh, especially in regards to uh, her dominance in female ice hockey and she, she was like I stated she played over in Europe she has played with men and she she loves the she loves the game she has that passion number 19 I went with Sidney Crosby nowadays in this new generation Sid is has been the face of hockey three-time Stanley Cup winner two-time gold medalist has won the World Cup and just has been consistent through the NHL yes I have him higher than Ovechkin but what those two have done has just been phenomenal, especially in this new era of hockey where it's faster, physicality's gone down, but the way they score and still manage to maintain their points. So that's my number 19, Sidney Crosby. Number 18, this was tough to where I should put him, but Raphael Nadal, stunning, stunning career. Uh, just won his 13th French Open. He has 20 majors. Uh, in tennis, now I know technically now they're Grand Slams, so he is tied with Roger Federer for most Grand Slams, but and he's just done it in a phenomenal way. But like the majority of those Grand Slams have come from the French Open. But just a stunning uh, player, and just the way he plays on clay and how he's been consistent throughout his time. He's had some up and downs with injuries, but I'm I'm liking him and how he's been since he's entered into. Uh, the world of tennis, consistent play, 
it was tough. It was tough doing this list because, you know what, Jokic could be on this list too, and I've just like Nadal a little bit better than Jokic. Number eight, number 17, sorry, Monica Sorstein, hands down the greatest women's golf player of all time. Ten majors she has won, and she has always been the face of golf. And she's even played in a couple of PGA Tour events as well. So she's gone and played in the Big Boys League. Um, well, she, she's still, and she's been one of the most consistent players in her time. And she's even taken time off to come back and play as well. But she has been the face of women's golf, and I, I can't dis- discredit her. She's won ten majors. That's some golfers in the PGA don't even have double-digit majors. But Annika Sorstein. She is my number 17 greatest athlete of all time. Number 16, Cristiano Ronaldo. Listen, this multi-time Champions League winner, winner of the Euro Cup, has been the face of Portugal and the face of uh, soccer. Definitely a multi-Bella Dior uh, winner, golden boot winner for the tournaments that he's played in, but he, he has been solid since coming on the scene. Dominant when he played with Manchester United. We all know what he did with Real Madrid. And now he's trying to win another Champions League with a third club. Well, technically his fourth club that he's with. But he never won when he played for Sporting. But Manchester, Real won Champions Leagues. Let's see if he can get a third with an, uh, his another club with Juventus. But his athleticism, his uh, co- competitive nature has always been there and he's just when you see him play he's always wanting to win and his athletic ability has just been phenomenal and no matter whether it's in La Liga, Series A, uh, Premier League he has always brought in consistent play. Number 15 I'm going with Kobe Bryant uh, former LA Laker multiple championships multiple Olympic golds Everyone knows him for his black mamba mentality and just the uh, the persistence of just never giving up. He's always had that competitive nature. He will always battle it out. He will always be like, I'm the one who's better than you, and that's how it's going to be. That's why I'm looking at him with that mentality. I have him at 15, which means who else could be higher than him? Well, my list is pretty good if you're thinking I have Kobe Bryant at 15 and others on that list as well. Number 14, Roger Federer. He has been the face of men's tennis for as long as I can remember. Multiple majors, sorry, grand slams for you tennis fans. But he he got to 21st before Nadal, and he has been consistent through all four majors. We've seen him dominate at Wimbledon. We've seen him play great at the French. We've seen him play at the U.S. Open and phenomenal at the Australian Open. He has been consistent at all of those grand slams. And... It's always been, you know, what was Roger going to do? What was what was he going to be able to do? Like when he got to his 15th, was that going to be it? Was, that, was he going to be done? No, he's been consistent even as he's been getting older. So remember, he does have 20 grand slams. Majors for those that do not follow tennis. Just giving you a heads up. So that's my number 14. Number 13, if I don't mention him, I'm probably going to get hated on. Tom Brady. Listen, what he has done since he came in as the sixth round draft pick, going to the Patriots, winning, doing it for so many years, twenty like just consistent, nine Super Bowl appearances, six of them won. Just the mentality and how he's overcome everything from 
the way he started his career to what he is now. Now hopefully he's going to try and join the elite of those that have won two Super Bowls or won multiple won Super Bowls with two different teams. It hasn't happened often, but it has. So he's trying to join that elite company and trying to win that type of championship. So he is my number 13. So you're probably thinking, oh, Brady's 13. How good is your list? Well, number 12, and football fans will probably not like me, but you know what? Deal with it. Remember, this is athletes. Much as Tom Brady has all those accolades, he needed a team to win. But the guy who has been consistent and throughout his career at the time up into his retirement, Jerry Rice, drafted by the Niners, retired as a Niner, but he did go to other teams as well, the Raiders, Seattle. He had a a great career, all-time leading receiver in uh, touchdowns and in yards, two records that will probably never be broken never be broken uh, most touchdowns total by an individual as well but he, he he was just consistent he was just phenomenal in his in his gameplay he was just he was and he did it with multiple receivers or multiple quarterbacks or he was the receiver so you're talking about joe montana steve young jeff garcia rich gannon matt hasselbeck you know those are all his quarterbacks that he had and guess what? He succeeded with all those quarterbacks and changes in head coaches. So when you're looking at it, he's had a stellar career and his athletic ability has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And that and he's my number 12th athlete. Which means, who do I have higher than Jerry Rice? Some of you may not like it. Some of you think that he's too high. But remember, I'm talking about athletic ability. Well, I'm talking about everything. And to me... Bo Jackson is my number 11 greatest athlete of all time. Multi-sport. Remember that. Multi-sported athlete. He was phenomenal when he played in Major League Baseball. And he was phenomenal as a running back for the Raiders when he played. Everyone knows. Bo knows. Everyone knows that Bo was that type of insane gym freak. And was just excelling at both. Yes, an injury sidelined him. But... You can't discredit what he was. And even people today still talk about what he did, what Bo Sanders, not Bo Sanders, Bo Jackson did back in the day. Deion Sanders always talked about it. But Deion Sanders even said, Bo Jackson, greatest athlete ever. And I have him at 11 because you know what? There are other athletes that I think are better than him. Now, he was a multi-sport athlete, which I cannot discredit. And that's why he's a little bit, that's why he's higher than some of these people. That's why he's higher than Brady. Because he was that multi-sport. We saw what he did in KC. We saw what he did with the Raiders. He was just an animal on the field, whether it was whatever sport he was playing in that week. Just phenomenal. We all know Bo knows. We all know Bo knows sports, and we, we know that he's just great. But I, I can't discredit what he did. The, multi, the, the multi-sport athlete, which we don't see anymore. Remember that. The two-sport athlete does not exist in professional. And when I get into my top ten, will I have another one in there? Probably. I probably will have that in there. But let me just do a recap of 20 to 11. 20 was Haley Wickenhauser. 19, Crosby. 18, Raphael Nadal. 17, Annika Storenstein. 16, Cristiano Ronaldo. 15, Kobe Bryant. 14, Roger Federer. 13, Tom Brady. 12, Jerry Rice, 11, Bo Jackson. So remember that, folks. That, that's my 20 to 11. 
remember this is my list this is who I think so I may have some haters I may have some lovers of this list I may have those like hmm yes no maybe we'll see but tomorrow on the show I will be kicking off the final 10 so 10 to 1 so that's I'll be doing my top 10 greatest athletes of all or not greatest athletes my 10 of the 25 greatest athletes of all time so listen to that show for that I'll also be recapping all 25 to 1 to do that as well and I'll throw in some honorable mentions too in regards to that so remember that uh, so there are always honorable mentions uh, so there might be some favoritism here but I definitely show some favoritism to the single athlete as well over the teamed athlete too. So um, I'm sorry for all those sports fans, but let's remember that too. Now, uh, tomorrow's show, like I stated, 10 to 1. I'll be announcing my picks for the NFL. I'll be recapping the World Series Game 3 uh, and any updates in regards going to NBA, uh, any news on the NHL. I know I brought up the NHL yesterday because of the border what that can mean for all professional sports uh, but tune in for tomorrow's show I'll give updates as well and also tomorrow's college football I'll, I'll look at some games maybe I'll make some picks for college football too it, it's interesting the Big Ten is back this week remember that folks the Big Ten is back for college football so tune in for that so anyone who's a Michigan fan Ohio State fan an Indiana fan football's back for you this week and looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it. More college football for me. I still have another month to go for USC to come back, and I really want them to come back. You have no idea. I am missing college football. It's great watching Clemson. It's great watching, you know, LS. Well, no, LSU is terrible, but it's great watching Alabama. But I want Pac-12 football back. So I will be talking some college football tomorrow. So just to recap tomorrow's show, the remainder of my list, 10 through 1, Talk of some NBA, NHL news, uh, Game Three of the ML of the World Series, as well. Announcing my picks for uh, Week Seven of the NFL, and I'll discuss those picks as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Draining Jimmy's podcast. Have you guys have yourselves a wonderful night and enjoy your weekend. <laughs>